This is the Concealed Carry Podcast, episode number 260. And welcome to the Concealed Carry Podcast, part of the ConcealedCarry.com network. I'm your host, Riley Bowman, and uh, again, joined by Mr. Matthew Marister. You can't get rid of me, man. I'm here again. <laughs> well, you know you know what they say about cheap labor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you also get what you pay for, right? So <laughs> set the bar like way down here, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, man. So uh, glad glad to be back with you uh, for part two of this Wednesday, you know, mega recording session here. Um, yeah, just just thrilled to you know, hey, we're doing this, we're doing Thursday's episode a day early. Uh, tomorrow we got a lot going on. Um, this weekend we're teaching uh, some instructors and got a lot of prep and things ahead of me still. So <clears throat> busy, busy, busy. Um, today, right now, what we're going to do is be talking about and analyzing this, I'm calling it the Abilene mattress dump shooting. Nice. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we had this incident in Abilene, Texas uh, last, well, actually, so the actual incident happened, I believe it was September 1st when it occurred, uh, but it didn't really hit the social airwaves until uh, like last week sometime. <clears throat> And, and the reason for that is initially the two guys that uh, did the shooting, um, they were arrested and released on $25,000 bond. Um, and this was before apparently this, all this video and stuff came to light of the incident. And once that, especially once it hit, you know, the kind of mainstream and people started getting uh, outraged about it, then these two men were actually rearrested. A judge determined that that, that, that bail uh, amount needed to be that it should be higher so uh, they are definitely facing a, a long battle ahead of them as far as um, you know if they're if they have any intention which they probably do of staying out of jail they probably have a long road ahead of them would be my guess I don't know it's an interesting case for sure um, and it could also result in future case law I could definitely see this one turning into something that got appealed up to a higher court and eventually some sort of case law coming down um, on this type of incident. And we'll explain why that is. So <clears throat> anyway, today's episode is brought to you by, first of all, Pig Lube. We are so glad to have Pig Lube as a sponsor, and we love we love the stuff, all right? I got some over my range bag right over there. I've got some over on the shelf over there. I've got some probably laying around here somewhere on my a messy desk because I'm using pig loop all the time. It goes in all my guns. I use it in virtually all applications where, you know, with firearms, that is, that where lubrication is required. Uh, they make pig lube using special nanoparticle technology. Uh, that probably sounds like a bunch of sciencey goobly gook, but uh, I, I'm a believer, you know, and, and the science I think is, is legit. Uh, they use a similar lubricant as the base lubricant as what is used in modern formula one race cars. And, uh, the reason for this is, is those cars are running at high RPMs for long periods of time at high temperatures. They need a high performance lubricant. Now, not that, you know, that necessarily means that this makes a great firearm lubricant, but they borrow from that technology to make a really awesome firearms lubricant. Okay, so what that nanoparticle technology does is these little, little microscopic uh, 
metal beads are in that, they're suspended in that liquid and they fill voids and valleys and make everything more smooth than it otherwise would be with just standard lubricant. There's a couple other, actually one other competitor that I'm aware of on the market that makes a similar lube for guns. I gotta mention names, obviously. This is a fairly new thing in the market and uh, we're excited to be on board with Pig Lube uh, since the beginning. And uh, very, very good stuff. Reasonably priced. Check it out at concealedcarry.com forward slash pig lube. And if you'd like to save 10%, use the coupon code podcast10, podcast10. That'll save you a couple, you know, a couple more pennies on uh, some fantastic, uh, on a fantastic care product. And this is valid on any of the lubricants or cleaning uh, uh, supplies as well that they offer. They have, they have uh, cleaning solvents as well. They have the lubricant. Podcast 10 will save you 10% on any Pig Lube product uh, if you're a listener of this podcast. The other episode sponsor is our very own ConcealedCarry.com Adhesive Reactive Targets. These are high contrast peel and stick targets. Uh, great for a variety of applications. We have some targets that are very suitable for like sighting in a rifle. It's a very applicable right now as people are doing that for hunting season and whatnot. Um, there's a variety of different target options, reasonably priced, very high quality product for a high contrast peel and stick reactive target. Head on over to concealedcarry.com forward slash CC targets and check them out. And guess what? If you use the coupon code podcast 10, you'll save 10% off those as well. So there you go. Good deal. Make it happen. Jump on it now. Mm-hmm. All right, so um, today, Matthew, uh, and this was kind of your idea, but uh, you and I, dude, we're just like, we're two peas in a pod, bro. You know, we think very similarly about a lot of things. Mind meld. It makes for a very boring podcast if we're just constantly agreeing with one another. Yeah, sometimes I try to disagree with you, and then I'm like, man, I'm disagreeing with myself. How do I make it a point, you know, an argument against myself? Sometimes I can do it. Um, Yeah. All right, so what we're talking about, though, is this is analyzing this Abilene, Texas mattress dump shooting incident. Um, and I kind of introduced that a little bit already. <clears throat> this, you know, really went viral. Uh, I don't know how many times this video has been seen now on social, but probably millions and millions of times. Uh, it's, it's a graphic. Uh, to be honest with you, it's a graphic uh, incident. Uh, we're not talking about we're seeing blood and all this stuff, but we are seeing... Unfortunately, the shooting of, of a man uh, that uh, loses his life as a result of it. <clears throat> um, let's uh, let's kind of provide. Here's what I'm thinking, Matthew, just to help us th- walk through this this story today. Um, let's kind of provide the context of the story. Okay, so what happened? Mm-hmm. Then let's watch the video. All right, and obviously that means that for. Um, that's why we're going to describe what happened first, right? And then listeners, you know, those participating on Facebook will be able to see it as well. Uh, hopefully, the audio will work. I'm not always able to, to get video and audio to translate perfectly through the Facebook feed. Um, sometimes there's a delay or lag. Um, so, we'll, we'll, we'll do what we can. Um, so, listeners and will hear the audio. Viewers this, is the, this is the safe listening version, right? Yeah, yeah, this is okay. Yeah, yeah, this All is a family. Right. Well, generally, we try to make this a family-friendly podcast, and and uh, you know, we don't 
don't allow uh, uh, vulgar language on our podcast. So yes, it is edited in that way. Yes, true. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So Matthew, why don't you give us kind of the summary of what happened and then I will play the video. Yeah, it appears as though these two neighbors, um, John Miller and his son, Michael Miller, and then the other neighbor, Aaron Howard. All right. Uh, John is 67. His son is 31. And Aaron Howard, the other neighbor, is 37. They apparently live close to each other um, where there's a alley either between their yards or they share a common alley where they, where there's a dumpster. And I don't know, it doesn't go into depth about whose dumpster it is or whose property is on. It might be a mutual thing. Um, But anyways, um, so Aaron Howard uh, throws a dump, a mattress into the dumpster. This apparently enrages John Miller um, to the point that he takes the mattress out of the out of the dump out of the dumpster um, and throws it on Aaron Howard's lawn. And this is when, while Aaron Howard is gone. So Aaron Howard comes back and is like, "What the heck? Like I got a mat out of this mattress. Get back in my in my yard." So he goes and throws it back in the mat in, in the dumpster. At this point, um, John Miller and his son Michael uh, they come out of their home and see him taking it you know, throwing it back in, into the dumpster. Um, and they go and confront it, but they don't go empty handed. Uh, John has a handgun in his hand. Um, and his fingers on the trigger throughout the entire, you know, incident. Um, and his son, uh, Michael comes with a shotgun and, and it's not like at the low ready or anything. It's, you know, thrown over his shoulder. Like he's, you know, um, I don't know, but it's obviously not the uh, the best way to carry your your shotgun if you're trying to be safe with it. Anyways, they get into an argument. Um, both of the guys are pretty big. Um, I would say Aaron is larger, but larger build, um, and they start arguing. Uh, they're yelling back at each other. Go, Aaron's. Uh, Aaron's saying, why don't you, you know, go ahead, shoot me, go ahead, shoot me. What are you going to do? Shoot me. The typical things that you would say to somebody who has a gun and is not actively using it. And at the current moment really doesn't have a legal justified reason to use it. So you're kind of like egging them on saying like, I know you're not going to shoot me. Um, What are you going to do with that gun? Go ahead, shoot me. And so they're going back and forth, uh, arguing, screaming, cussing. Of course, uh, Aaron Howard's wife happens to come out and start video it video recording on her cell phone, the whole incident. Um, at one point, uh, Aaron Howard's wife steps in the middle. Apparently, I don't know how far in the middle, but steps gets involved and says, you're not going to shoot my husband. Um, and at that point, I, I, I can't really see what happens. Um, you can kind of see a little bit, but, um, it appears as though, um, that, at some point, Aaron Howard believes that his wife is going to be, I don't know, maybe pushed or grabbed or something. And he takes a step towards uh, or moves towards, apparently, that's that that's kind of like what the innu- innuendo or, you know, um, is in- insinuated. It's not seen on the video. And then you hear shots come out and uh, Aaron Howard struck and he uh, ultimately dies. Um, it's interesting that the son 
shot Aaron Howard. Um, and he actually shot him apparent, according to some of the stories, he actually shot him after, um, Aaron Howard had stopped. So, so Michael, you know, levels a shotgun at Aaron pulls his trigger even after, uh, Aaron Howard had been shot by, uh, his, his father and had stopped, you know, whatever type of motion that caused him to think that he was in great bodily, uh, in danger injury, great body harm. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of where it is. These two guys get arrested, uh, on scene the v after, and they make bond like, like, uh, Riley said, and, uh, ultimately this video comes out and then they see like how heinous this thing is and they up the bond and these guys get rearrested and now they're sitting in jail and they're not going to probably post bond. Yeah. So they'll be in jail. Here's what's crazy to me, dude is that uh, the, the wife of Aaron Howard is recording this, right? She's got this video on her phone. Investigators, mm -hmm. don't you think they had to have that? You yeah. Know? And so, like, here's what happens, right? Those two guys are arrested, uh, charged. They, they post bond, a very, very low bond amount for a suspected homicide or manslaughter uh, charge. Um, and it's only after the video goes public. The wife sent the video to media outlets saying, you know, hey, this is what happened. Get this out. And then it starts to go viral. And now that that happened, the district attorney filed a motion saying the original bond was insufficient and the court agreed. It's almost mm -hmm. like the, I, I don't necessarily like mob rule. You know, where it comes to especially matters of justice, because so often mobs are, you know, mob, a mobocracy is generally not good. Right. Um, but in this instance, it seems like public outcry had some influence on the on the court going, hmm, maybe <laughs> we screwed up here sort of thing. I don't know. Yeah. I, I might be reading into it too much, but it, that de definitely just something just doesn't seem right. Or or. Or somehow the prosecutor didn't have this video in hand, like which doesn't make sense. You, you, yeah. would, you know, there, yeah. So anyway, all right, let's watch the video now, okay? So uh, he, we are going. I'm going to share my screen for those that are viewing on Facebook, and for those of you, well, listening only. I'm, I'm sorry, but uh, uh, you'll hear the audio nonetheless. Okay, so here is this now famous video between these three men. Here we go. Oh, we got to hang on. Something's going on with the What? Hold on. This is why things <laughs> things don't always work. Here we go. Here comes the We should hear it now. Maybe? I don't know why we're not getting audio from this. Ah. Here we go. Sorry guys. One more try. You ready? You ready for this? Dispense <laughs> mm -hmm. is killing me. This should work now. <laughs> okay, one more try. You're going to jail. There we go. Yes, you are. Hold on. All right, quiet. Back off. Away from him. Come get it. Go get the gun. Back off. Go in my BB gun. I'm gonna put nine. Back off. I'm standing at the dumpster. Come closer to me. I'm gonna kill you. 
Hey, you hear him saying he's gonna kill me? Yes. I'm at the dumpster. Put the gun up and go inside. You pulled a gun in front you of our children. You pulled a gun in front of my kids. Where from? Point at me. I'm standing my grandmother. No, you ain't. You're in an. Sir. You came out to the alley to pour the gun. Oh, kid, you're dead. I promise you, you're dead. It is an alley. You are in an alley. I'm gonna kill you. I doubt it. Bet. First of all, if you're gonna show this video to the cops, you might want to stop yelling. Oh no! You pulled a gun from my kid. You pull that gun one more time, before I'll take it up with a bullet through your head. Bet. Point it Take at a me. swing. Point it at Go me. ahead. Point it at me. Thank you, swing. Point it at me. Point it at me. Back off. Point it at me again. Back off. Point it at me again. Back off. You're a dead man. I doubt it. No. I don't care what cops don't say either. Don't tell you back up. If you come within three foot of me, I'm gonna kill you. Okay. You're not gonna shoot my husband. Oh. Shoot me! You're dead. Point it. Point it. Aaron! There you go. Yep. Yeah. Um. Mm. Yeah, just trying to shut down the. Okay. <clears throat> He was trying to play an ad on me too here. Um, that is a d- disturbing video for a lot of reasons. Um, yeah. And Marky, I see you're asking about uh, where you can find the uh, video, where you can watch it. You know, I'm just going to give you the link to this. Uh, this is a Washington Post story where we're reading this from and and uh, uh, viewing this video from. Um, there is, it is probably out there on YouTube. Um, I'm sure it's on Facebook. Uh, some forms are unedited, uh, but due to the nature of our <clears throat> non-explicit podcast, uh, the Washington Post version was a little bit more family friendly. I think you so, can figure out <laughs> what they're saying. Yeah. So <clears throat> anyway, I just posted that link. All right. So yeah, <laughs> you think you can figure out what they're saying. There's a lot of bleeping. Um, okay. So where do we begin? Um, I'm going to begin with a couple obvious ones. Why are these two guys out there with their guns in hands? They're, they're trying to see, this is, this is the thing to answer your question. They're looking to create an incident, but believe that they, because they have the gun that they can be, that it'll keep them safe. And that, you know, it's that idea like, I got a gun, buddy. You know, you better back down. And the gun is going to make that person back down. But when it doesn't, this is exactly what happens. Yeah. Obviously, you know, we see the the video. The, the video picks up in the middle of an argument already. And the guns are already present. Um, according to news reports, uh, the uh, the father of the of the two gentlemen, right? The John Miller, he's sixty seven or whatever, right? Uh, and both these guys are shirtless. It's kind mm-hmm. of a comical scene to a degree. It's you know, if it didn't result the way it did, it would just be kind of we, we would be actually talking about it and laughing about this story almost. Um, but apparently, it said that he pulled the gun out of his waistband or out of his pocket. He's just wearing shorts and 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 no shirt and some shoes or whatever. 
his son, I think, was wearing pants and no shirt and had, and it's a it's a shotgun, but it's one of those newer. It's, like it's either the Shockwave made by Mossberg or Remington makes the TAC fourteen because you you can tell just by looking at it, it's a it's relatively short barreled and it's got that little grip thing that they put on those right. That's neither a pistol grip nor a stock. So, um, why, why, once again, you know, like why, why do they got their guns out? Uh, did this man actually pose a legitimate threat to them? That's a question that's potentially difficult to answer. Um, although, you know, and partly because we don't see what happened before the video started, right? He may have done something that created some sort of fear in the one gentleman uh, that definitely was, you know, he was the older gentleman of the two. Uh, Aaron Howard's like 37 and and this other, this Miller dude is like 67. So, you know, and Howard's much bigger. Yeah. He's much, big, much he's bigger. strong looking dude. He's mm-hmm. taller and he's got, you know, uh, he's, he's, you know, John Miller's got a gut, but, and, and not that Aaron Howard is like, the epitome of a, <laughs> you know, perfectly in health, perfect health individual, but he's a big, tall, strong man. Um, so there could have been something that caused John Miller, just in all fairness, to pull that gun out from wherever it was. All right. Curiously enough, though, the son comes out with his shotgun, and that just seems really something strange there about that to me. Number one, they are, as far as we can tell, and and listening to the conversation that's going on between these gentlemen, they're not on any one particular individual's property. It is a right-of-way of of some sort. It's kind of like an alleyway that might be behind their property, and I'm guessing this dumpster that's back there is – kind of like on close to the property line. Like if, if, if you got an alleyway, it's running behind and, and these two guys' properties are side by side. It, it seems to me that they're kind of somewhere, they're close to each other's property, but they're not actually on one another's property. There is a fence there and some trees and whatnot. So um, they're, they're literally in this alleyway. Okay. So once again, the younger son, the son of the man comes out with his shotgun um, at some point, we don't know when that came into the picture, but when you've got two armed men <clears throat> against a single dude that, yeah, he's big and he might be strong, but as far as we can tell, doesn't have a weapon on him. Now he might, he does talk about, he's, he screams at the one guy about, I'm going to put a nine millimeter bullet in your head. And he, he says more than one time, he's going to kill the mil, you know, Mr. Miller or the Millers. Right. Which is certainly not appropriate language, um, but once again, like, is he a, a, an active, you know, imminent? Imminence is a, is an important thing that comes up in a lot of different state statutes. Is he an imminent deadly threat? Right, and now that these guys are standing there and they've got their guns out, can they not, you know, retreat? Safely. Yeah. Now, I I get, I, I know somebody out there is going to be like, stand your ground, right? Okay, whatever, dude. Um, but we're talking about like, what's the what's the right thing to do here? Um, and I don't know how this is all going to sort out. Like, I'm not entirely 100% convinced these guys will be convicted. Because I just don't know that this case is that clear cut. It definitely looks bad based on the video. 
But there are some things, you know, especially where this man is bigger and stronger and he's saying, I'm going to kill you. And he's clearly agitated. You know, there's, there's enough gray area here that there is always the possibility these, these guys get off. I guess what I'm trying to say as far as that's concerned. But all right. All right. I've talked enough. Let's hear some more uh, thoughts from you, man. No, yeah. I mean, I'm looking at some of the some of the comments, and and I agree uh, with Mark. He said instigating it. Uh, Doyle said it was sad, and I think like I, I was I was going back and I was saying like when you asked that question, like what were they doing out there, right? And why did he have a shotgun? Like, if you have to take a firearm to a conversation with somebody or to go to talk to somebody, then that's probably not the situation you want to be in, right? Like that's a problem. So so if you if you have the idea that like okay I. I better bring my gun because I'm going to go out and confront this guy and he's a maniac. Well, then maybe that's not the conversation to have, right? Like, and so in my, as I was thinking, you know, we're watching this and there's ample time for both of these people and opportunity for both of these people, every single one of them to walk away. Yeah. Not one person, not even the wife has enough sense to say, Hey, uh, Aaron, let's, let's go in the house. We got kids. Like we, we got a family. Let's, let's go in the house. Like this isn't worth it. Right. Nobody has the common sense or the ability to tamp down the, 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 the anger that's, you know, building up between both of them. And, and at, at a certain point, you know, if you watch situations where people get into fights like this, where they're p- pounding their chest and stuff back and forth, it either, it ends in one of two ways. One, they they finally break off and somebody has the the thought of like this isn't worth it and they walk away and then the other time is it, it's going it, somebody decides i'm done arguing i'm going to be the aggressor and they start you know it's 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 never it never ends well it really mm-hmm. doesn't and so um you know if you can walk away it's just i i just don't understand how it to it's this problem with humility, I think, and in mildness and in ability to control your your temper and your temperament and your, mm. you know, these guys go out there and from the get go, it's going to be a confrontation. You cannot go out with a shotgun and a handgun and not have some sort of confrontation. It's just not. It's just not feasible. And so, um, it, yeah. Most people, by the way, upon meeting their neighbor their neighbor comes over to argue with them and their neighbor they see has a gun. Most people honestly are probably gonna be like, Whoa, Hey, you know, not going to touch this one. Um, and so the exception is where you've got somebody that's got a, a stronger attitude and personality, a type A personality, perhaps, you know, they have to be the dominant one. They have mm-hmm. to be the one that wins. They have to be the, you know, king uh, of, of the, of the hill or, or the, you know, head man, the alpha, the alpha male in the pack, you know? Um, and that's kind of what you have here is it kind of seems like uh, you have a couple of alpha males that are, you know, both, they're both, their approach is you've insulted my honor. How dare you? I, I, I cannot retreat. I cannot stand down because I cannot lose this fight. And they make their stand over a stupid mattress, right? Mm-hmm. That's how ridiculous this is. And so ironically enough, what, what, it, what, what takes a bigger man or a bigger woman, as far as, you know, like in terms of, you understand what I mean by bigger man, right? 
the, the, the better man, the better approach, the, the high approach, the, the correct approach, the common sense approach, however you want to word it, is the person to, to, to say, you know what? This is a mattress. I'm going to walk away. Okay. And I'm not going to feel any less of a person by doing so. Right. That's the harder thing to do for, for any, I think for most people, especially me, like I'm kind of, you know, this person that I, I, I would be insulted. I would be angry. I would be mad. I would feel like something had been taken from me. Some wrong had been done to me if I was involved, but I, I don't think I'd stand there and continue yelling at him to point that gun at me. Go ahead, do it, point it at me, shoot me, go ahead. You know, that that's that's crazy. There's a couple of telltale signs as I'm watching body language and whatnot that I think are really telling uh, at, at critical uh, points throughout this exchange. First of all, <clears throat> John Miller, he's standing there with his handgun down at his side. And generally, it stays right there, right, until the end when it comes up and he fires the first shot. You were, you mentioned, Matthew, that his finger's on the trigger like the whole time. Now, whether that's because of bad muscle memory, um, you know, lack of discipline with his trigger finger, or mentally he's already sort of gone down this path of, yeah, that's why I, mentioned I may need to use this, and so my finger is there and it's ready to go. I don't know what the reasoning is. I'll tell you, if it's the latter, that's, that's a big-time problem as far as, like, He's already prepped himself to, you know, use his gun uh, ahead of time. Um, but here's here's what I see. I'm not more than the trigger finger. As Aaron Howard towards the end there, like the last 10, 15 seconds, as he begins to become even more agitated, and he tells him again and again and again, you know, go ahead, point it at me, and all this stuff, right? Go ahead, shoot me. Um and, and of course, Aaron Howard's kind of like, he's doing this sort of thing, right? Like he's sort of bumping out his chest and, uh, you know, he's trying to look big. He's doing the natural, like, like what every species on planet earth does, you know, <laughs> when they're fighting for territory, it's like puff out the chest, appear bigger than you are, you know, tougher, all that stuff, right? That's what he's doing. He's posturing. That's what it's called. And, uh, as he's doing that and getting a little, he's kind of inching a little closer, a little closer, you see this hand and arm twitching on mm-hmm. John Miller. Like I, that was the thing that caught my eye. So that's the first thing that body language wise I noticed is, was that he was kind of that, that hand, you just see this slight twitch. And what's interesting to me about that is, and this is where I think that he, he's, he's in the wrong eventually as far as the trigger being pulled is because it feels to me that he had already made up his mind that he was going to have to shoot this guy. And he was just, he was, he was trying to work himself up to be able to actually do it. All right. That's the first thing. The second thing is the wife steps in at some point, gets right in John Miller's face. You're not going to shoot my husband. She's not helping the situation at all. Um, and she's just filming the whole time. Like, why are you filming as opposed to wh- why are Calling you as the wife not on the phone talking <laughs> to authorities? Right. Sirens showing up, like you know, approaching the scene, police cars showing up. I guarantee you, probably would have stopped this this incident, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, the wife is culpable I, to a degree as well, in that. She's what she wasn't doing the responsible thing and calling authorities, and she should have been. Yeah. Right? If her husband wasn't going to walk away, 
then she needed to be calling authorities. Um, so anyway, the, here's the other thing. As she then kind of starts stepping to the side, you see the son who's been holding a shotgun over the shoulder. He actually swings it down like this. He actually muzzles the wife in the mm-hmm. process. And so I'm not exactly sure why, but at some point, right at that moment, and it's still a good a good few seconds before the first shots ring out, that this son suddenly, for whatever reason, he he shifts position and he brings that thing down like this. Yeah. And, and did you notice right before he does that, he kind of bla- he kind of uh, moves into position to kind of uh, get in a triangulation uh, with with uh yeah. Aaron. So he he, he comes the closer. Whole time, he comes up yeah. closer and and you're exactly right. It's kind of like it's kind of like contact officer and cover officer, it, right? Exactly. Like he was it, it, he was standing behind his dad pretty much for the most most of the argument yep. where it, he couldn't have been able to use a shotgun right before it shoot, you know, you say, you know, uh Michael or John is twitching, his hands with the gun is twitching. Michael kind of comes around to the side to kind of triangulate on this. And then it's almost like two two forces were going up against each other and kind of working into a chess match until they got to the point where there was no other option and they felt like I now I have to shoot. Like I'm pushing myself in. My wife's in here now he's got a gun, this guy moves and not, you know, so everybody was kind of moving in, in towards an ultimate event of this is going to happen. Like chess matches, chess moves were coming and nobody was moving away from it. It was all moving towards it. Every single step, every single step of the way. You're just building up to this climax, right? Yeah. So the body language and everything, the posturing that's taking place, like there is nothing occurring that's de-escalating a thing. It just keeps nope. escalating and escalating and escalating. You see that in all the parties that are involved. It, it, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm totally convinced that if Michael and John Miller didn't have those firearms, they both would have gotten their butts kicked in that alley without a doubt. Uh, you know, Some, Aaron, yeah, that, I, 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 I mean, that's true. I you know so. what I mean? So I, I'm not saying that at some sort of certain point that if, you know, if, uh, John, 67 year old John is getting his head bashed against the concrete, you know, pulls out his firearm and shoots Michael or, uh, Aaron, Aaron. that, that, that would be, a, I'm not saying that at all. There, there, there absolutely could have been a point at which he was justified to use deadly yeah. force, right? Like maybe yeah. he's going to say Aaron was reaching in the dumpster and he was going to, he was pulling out, you know, a piece of wood or a board or something, right? Like maybe he, and at that point, yeah, now he does have, you know, a, a way to cause, death or serious bodily injury, but you cannot throw out all the stuff that happened before that led up to that. Because in certain States, you know, you have the duty to retreat and you, you cannot be the instigator. You, you know, so it's just, it's unfortunate, but mm-hmm. you watch it and anybody who watches this knows that it's going to end in some sort of climactic, you know, it can't end any other way because they continue to push. Mm-hmm. Yep, no one, no one was willing to give. Um, okay, so a couple other things uh, before we start talking about like what I think are some really major takeaways here. Um, the other thing, this is a response to Brian. He said, I'm sure there's a history between these people that is not out there for everyone to know. That may not exactly be the case. This is an interesting line in this article in the Washington Post that I, that really caught my eye. Uh, it says box, and this is actually the wife 
she's a common law wife to Aaron Howard. Kara Box is her name. She was talking to a local TV channel, uh, KTXS. She said, this is the first time the neighbors had spoken to one another. So this actually begins my analysis as far as like, We've we've been analyzing sort of what happened, some of the body language, some of the signs, some of the mistakes as far as you know not retreating or not uh, de-escalating or not just walking away from the, a stupid situation. Um, but here's here's like one of the big things that may not be apparent to uh, most people just viewing this video, and that is, would this have been different or handled differently if these two guys had made an effort to be neighborly mm-hmm. right we and we i i think this is true i think in in today's society we see a prevalence where neighbors live next to neighbors and don't know each other and i think that actually causes uh i think that causes problems sometimes um you know th- this sort of situation may have occurred because these guys live next to each other maybe were aware of each other saw each other but uh uh, never said a word to each other, never developed any sort of relationship. And so one thing happens that, you know, really bugs the the one dude. And so you do something to get, you know, back at him and it, it kind of goes back and forth. Meaning, you know, one guy throws a mattress in the dumpster and you're like, I don't like that. So you take it out. And then he throws it back in and you get mad and you to- toss it back out. And now you're just mad at each other. And there's zero relationship there whatsoever. Could have been different if there had been some sort of relationship, even friendship, that uh, you know, if, if these guys had made an effort to do so. I think absolutely. I think that that this that could have played a, a role in this. Um, I think the other uh, this is the obvious thing we've already touched on it is that we got to be better people, right? We've got to. Um, <laughs> We can't just get caught up in this, my honor, my honor, you know, you, you have wronged me, you know, thus I must, you know, respond, retaliate. Um, yeah, the most honorable thing you can do is be humble in, in everything yeah. you do. And I don't want to make this like a, a preach, a preaching thing, but it, it definitely uh, transcends just the firearm aspect of it. Like the biggest thing you can do is be humble. It, it is, uh, there's nothing uh, to be embarrassed about, about being a humble person. It doesn't mean you have to be, um, pushed around. It doesn't mean that you can't stand up for yourself and say, Hey, that's not right. Like don't throw the mattress in there. You can do that, but you have to be humble and know that certain things are, um, are not your, that, that, you are not the end all be all of everything that goes around you, right? Like be humble enough to say, I am, I, I control what I can control. I'm not going to force this person to do what I said. Look, yeah. it wasn't hurting him. There, I mean, obviously if he was harming him, yeah, you have, you have to do what you have to do, but there's no reason that he, he wasn't harming anybody. So why force this guy to not throw the dumpster in there? If you have an issue, call the police, do whatever you have to do, or just talk to the guy without a gun in your hand and a shotgun. Right. So like be humble enough to say, okay, I'm wrong. Or you know what? I'm not wrong in my own mind. Um, there's a possibility that this person might be right, but you know what? I'm not going to fight with this person. I'm not going to argue with them. It's, 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 it's not important. And, um, you know, 
you would be surprised at how many, you know, this guy didn't have, there was no reason this had to happen. No reason. Yep. One other thing, um, pre-attack indicators, body language, read it, learn how to. Mm -hmm. Um, The reason I say this is because let's suppose you were actually in the situation. You're, you're in this argument with someone, with a neighbor, um, and it gets escalated and it gets escalated and you have, and you, for whatever reason, you're not able to calm yourself down and walk away. If you're watching this guy, these two guys, and you see that right hand sort of twitching and you see the son change positions, both in terms of his positioning and also getting that shotgun ready, like that should be an indication. You know what? Now's the time to walk away. Mm-hmm. because these guys are getting ready to pull the trigger. All right. Yeah. You mentioned something earlier, like uh, building up the, the, uh, the strength or the, the, you know, the um, guts to do, to pull the trigger, right? It does for people that are not normally criminals or don't normally injure and hurt people. It does take a little bit of like, you know, like getting over a little hump to pull a trigger on a, another human being. Right. Yeah. Especially if it's not, in the heat of the moment, like, like this person's coming at you with a knife, right? Which this obviously wasn't that case, but like, think about those things. And like, let's say you, you were, you were uh, John Miller and you were carrying concealed and you just went out to talk to this guy. Like you had no, no, you know, you weren't going to instigate anything. You just said, Hey man, can you not throw that in there? And, and he just goes off the, off the deep end, like, and starts screaming, you know, yeah. kill me. I'm going to kill you. I'm putting like at that point, you know, if you try the best thing to do, obviously would be, be to leave, but let's say you can't like, you gotta, you gotta know, like, mm. okay, this guy yep. has his fists. Both, both of the guys have this fist clench. They start to bring up their arms. They're leaning forward in a, an aggressive uh, stance. They're taking a fighting stance all those pre pre assault indicators um, are, are, are key. You cannot be oblivious to that because see so many fights that people are pushing up against each other, their heads are head. And then one guy just says, you know what, this is stupid. And he takes a swing and knocks the other one out, and, yep. you know? Yep. And so look at pre pre uh, assault indications like that body language. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it, it can save, it, it absolutely can save your life, not just in a, in, in a situation yeah. like this, but watch, watch videos of altercations, usually where they're fist fights and you'll see mm-hmm. a lot of the same stuff. And uh, watch enough of that, and you'll start to to kind of pick up and notice uh, those those sorts of things. Um, here here's a couple last things. I know you got to we got to wrap up, and you've got to go, Matthew. Um, another thing that kind of occurred to me was I did think about this earlier, but I forgot to mention it. <clears throat> one caution or one lesson of sorts is realize or understand that if you bring too much gun to a fight. And what I mean by that, I'm not talking about the shotgun or anything like that. I'm, I'm talking about, I, I think the Millers set themselves up to fail uh, to a degree. And the reason why is because once, if the gun comes out too early and it doesn't de-escalate or end the situation, right, by presence of the gun, then you have one of two choices, right? Because... You, there's no, there's nothing more you can do. If the gun comes out and you're saying, stop, stop, I will shoot, I will shoot. Well, you can say that over and over and over again like this guy did, and eventually that's not working either. So you, you your two choices are walk away, if you can, or pull the trigger, right? 
So in other words, when we escalate sometimes some things to, and we see this in law enforcement too, you're probably you know somewhat familiar with what I'm talking about, Matthew, where if an officer maybe is a little bit overly aggressive, meaning like if we don't work our way up the force continuum uh, where it's appropriate to do so, um, and instead we go right to the gun and the suspect still isn't complying with whatever we're trying to get them to comply with, that, like what are we, what are we going to do at that point? Um, you know, we've already presented like the most lethal and powerful option we can. Chances are resorting to pepper spray or taser or something may not be effective either. Right. And it's, yeah, what was this, what was this guy going to do? But if yep. he deescalated, put the gun in his pocket or tuck it in his underwear, like he doesn't have a holster. I mean, it's just, yeah, like you're saying, you, you have no options. You have no other options. Yep. And so if you go into something similar like this with that kind of attitude, like, oh, geez, I'll get my gun out. And, and the gun comes out too early, um, that sometimes can actually set us up to fail, okay? Mm-hmm. As far as now we've pulled out all the stops and it's still not solving the problem. And so now it, it basically, it sort of psychologically might, that's why this dude is likely sitting there twitching and going, oh, crap, oh, crap. Like, I really don't want to do this. But at the same time, like, how do, you know, like he's too pri- too prideful to back up and, and walk away. And oh, oh, you, 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 psychologically, you can fool yourself into thinking that you have to, that, like that you're forcing yourself to pull the trigger eventually. You're setting yourself up for that. That's that's a big issue there. All right. So I, I, I think that comes to play perhaps a little bit in the situation. So many other things. I, I think we've covered a lot of uh, really, really good stuff here. I'm going to throw the last word at you, Matthew. And if you want to duck out while I read the the goodbye message, I'm, uh, you know, I totally understand, man. No, that's okay. I just I just want to just reiterate. I mean, most of the, you guys that are listening see this at face value right away and say, man, this is this is completely wrong. But um, don't like, like, uh, be resistant to just look at it and dismiss it as like, you know, oh, these are just two like idiots in the, in the, analyze it like, you know, and look at it and look at these things that you can pick up on and see, um, how in this situation, um, you, you could pick up these things and see it before it even happens, right? Like we can kind of see it, it happening because, um, truthfully, you could be that, that John Miller guy that doesn't go out there with his gun drawn, but just goes out to just say, Hey dude, like I've never talked to my neighbor. I'm going to go tell him not to do this. And he goes berserk because the, the Aaron Howard does go berserk. There's no doubt that that guy is completely unhinged, but we don't know if it's because, you know, John Miller has a gun. Maybe it is, but, um, but you know what I mean? So, so look at it as as different points of view as saying like, what if I went out there and this guy started doing this? Well, obviously I'm going to, you know, get the heck out of there. And also if you're the person filming first, call the police and then try to get your husband to get out of there or your wife or whoever it is. Um, cause I've seen two females fight too, and they don't want to give up either. And the guy <laughs> needs to be like, come on, yep, let's go. go. Right. Both so ways. both That's ways, true. both ways, somebody has got to be the, the, the reason maker there. Yep. I'm actually reminded of a, of a surveillance video of two women fighting, actually three women fighting in a gas station parking lot area. And, uh, like it just keeps escalating and escalating. And eventually the one woman 
uh, goes into her vehicle and comes back with a revolver and, and fires shots. Mm. Very, you know, very similar to a degree. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, good stuff, man. I hope this is helpful to you uh, viewers and listeners out there as far as uh, lots of what not to do here and, and, and lessons learned. Uh, I hope we can all strive to be a little bit better people, just better people in general, more kind, more patient, more humble, um, because that, you know, it, it's good Christian principles. And whether you're Christian or not, uh, which is generally not a religious podcast, but but that's what I would say is be good Christians. And, and if you're not Christian, then just be good people, right? Amen, brother. Yeah. So uh, that, that's, that, that if at the end of the day, if, if good Christian principles had been exercised in this, in, in this incident, th- three individuals go on to see another day, live another day, not, you know, lose their life or lose their life uh, figuratively in terms of being behind bars in jail. Uh, you know, multiple people's lives, families' lives were completely altered and changed on this fateful day because they couldn't just be better people and walk away and, or try to find a more amiable solution to the issue. Today's episode is once again sponsored by Pig Lube. Check it out at concealedcarry.com forward slash pig lube. And also the concealedcarry.com high contrast peel and stick adhesive reactive targets. Uh, check them out at concealedcarry.com forward slash CC targets. With both these products, feel free to use the podcast 10 coupon code to save 10%. And so we're going to let you all go. Have a great day. Have a great weekend. Uh, Jacob and I will be busy uh, teaching instructors over the weekend. It's going to be a a, a good one, but a long one. But we will uh, look forward to seeing you all back here on the podcast next week. And it should be on Tuesday, we anticipate. So we'll see you again soon. A reminder to train right, train often, and train safe so you can fight hard, fight fast, and fight true. that laws vary from place to place, and we encourage listeners to seek local legal advice to understand applicable laws. The Concealed Carry Podcast, Concealed Carry Inc., ConcealedCarry.com, and their affiliates strive to share insights and stories about firearm-related incidents and laws, but things could be different where you live, or laws may have changed by the time you listen to this. We cannot be held liable for your actions based on the information shared in this podcast.